My friends, my friends, my friends. Number one. What is the stupidest thing you've ever done in the heat of the moment? Number two. Can you think of a time when you took the heat for a friend? Or can you think of a time when your friend took the heat for you? Number three. If a person has been hysterical, what is something you shouldn't say because it will add fuel to the fire? And number four, can you finish this sentence with your imagination? I was sweating buckets after the hike, but I was sweating bullets when... Blah, blah, blah. Good news. After you listen to this podcast, you will 100% be able to answer those questions and finish number four with some creative answers. This podcast, if you haven't guessed it, is dedicated to idioms with or about heat. The reason I chose this podcast is easy. It's fucking hot where I am. Or it was hot when I recorded the podcast. Or when I wrote the podcast. I wrote this podcast at the end of June. Now it's the start of, at the end of July. Now it's the start of September. But we got wildfires at the start of August. And then I got really, really sick and I was on antibiotics for a while. And then I recovered from antibiotics, but then I got a sinus infection. And boom, three weeks or four weeks later, I'm starting to feel great. Isn't it typical though? I was off work for two weeks on vacation. I had all these great plans and the entire time I was pretty freaking sick. Now, work begins tomorrow again and I'm feeling goddamn great. Typical. Murphy's Law. You get a vacation, you get sick. God, it's frustrating. But let's start off with the first idiom of the day, and that is, in the heat of the moment. And that refers to a situation where emotions are strong and decisions are made impulsively, often without careful consideration. It could be in the middle of an argument. Like, during an intense argument, people often say things that they later regret to being caught up in the heat of the moment. Maybe decision making can be impacted. If you make a decision in the heat of the moment, it could have long lasting negative consequences. So it's quite important that you're able to take a step back and consider the bigger picture before you make a decision. Apologies. You know, after realizing the hurt caused by their words. They apologize for what they had said in the heat of the moment. Accidents. Traffic accidents often occur due to drivers reacting impulsively or in the heat of the moment. You know, it's when they don't consider the potential dangers. For instance, when I got cleaned off my bicycle in downtown Kelowna. It was like 2019. I was riding down the road. Beautiful summer's day. It was a Friday. I wasn't working. I was pretty happy. It was early in the day. And then suddenly, this girl just pulled right into my lane and cleaned me off my bicycle. She wiped me out. She took me out. She cut me off and I went flying. I went straight into the side of her car and I went over the hood of the car. Both the car and I were absolutely fucked up. So in the heat of the moment, she pulled out in front of me and cleaned me off my bicycle. Now in the heat of the moment, I also got incredibly angry 
with her. I jumped up. So like, this is the thing. I was hit by the car. I went over the hood of the car. I jumped up and I screamed, fuck. Like as loud as I could. As loud as my lungs would allow me. I screamed, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then, to make matters worse, I made direct eye contact with her. Now you have to understand, I'm 6'1", I was covered in sweat, had a lot of blood on me at this stage as well. I was wearing a tank top, I'm in pretty freaking good shape in 2019. And I look at her, and I point, and I shouted, What. The. Fuck. In the heat of the moment, I was losing my temper. In the heat of the moment, I was screaming at the top of my lungs in the middle of downtown Kelowna. The girl got out of the car and she was trembling. She was shaking. She was crying. She was so freaking nervous. Then I kind of calmed down. I kind of like relaxed a little bit and realized what had happened. I knew it was an accident, but in the heat of the moment, you're not really thinking straight. You know, when you're caught up in the heat of the moment, you're not thinking logically. And so I let anger consume me. I let the anger take over and I screamed, fuck you. What the fuck are you doing? And then I realized she was in tears. She was crying. So I had to console her. You know, I brought her over to a nearby cafe. I sat her down. I gave her some water. So it must have been a really funny, strange picture where the man who was hit by the car, went flying through the air, landed and rolled on the ground, quite a bit of blood on him, bike totaled, car pretty fucked up as well, and he's the one consoling her. Yeah, it was a pretty weird situation. But in the heat of the moment, I got up with anger and passion and screamed fuck at the top of my lungs. Wouldn't do it again. Well, maybe, who knows, in the heat of the moment, you can't predict these things. So what other things happen in the heat of the moment? Relationships end in the heat of the moment. For instance, she broke up with her partner in the heat of the moment. But later she regretted her decision when emotions had cooled down. You know, I I know some people that have been through that. I know some people that have broken up or got broken up with in the heat of the moment. Like a silly argument or something. And you know, the, the tension reaches boiling point. And someone says, you know what, it's over. And for me, it's a huge red flag. Like if a person ends a relationship with another person in the heat of the moment, I personally think there's more to it than that. I I think it was going to happen. And it's probably been boiling up for a very long time. For me, it shows that the relationship has possibly run its course. You know, there are people that will use like the threat of a breakup to keep a relationship going or use a threat of a breakup to get what they want. And if this is happening to you folks, sorry to hear, reevaluate your situation because there's no way to be in a relationship. But if someone breaks up with you in the heat of the moment, it could be a blessing in disguise. It could be an out. And sometimes people are just looking for an out. So overall, the heat of the moment, when you do something impulsively, you know, you do something without thinking. How can you use it? I was caught up in the heat of the moment and blah blah blah. In the heat of the moment, I slapped my boss across the face. You know, if you slap your boss across the face, you probably didn't plan to do it. It probably just happened. 
Sorry, sorry guys, I didn't mean it. It just happened in the heat of the moment. It just happened in the heat of the moment. Very common collocation. I wasn't thinking straight. I, I was just caught up in the heat of the moment. I was just... I was just caught up in the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, I... Blah, 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 blah. I got caught up in the heat of the moment. I'm sorry. So a few different ways to use in the heat of the moment. All right, the next idiom is to take the heat. And at the start of the podcast, I asked you if you'd ever taken the heat for a friend or maybe if a friend had ever taken the heat for you. And to take the heat means that you accept or bear the blame, responsibility or criticism for something often on behalf of others. So maybe you didn't do something bad, but you are going to pretend that you did. You're going to pretend you're the one who is responsible for whatever happened. Did you ever take the heat for a friend? When you were a kid, can you think back? Or did a friend ever do it for you in school or something? The cops are coming. Let's split before one of us has to take the heat. I can't believe he tried to make me take the heat for his fuck up. Fuck no, I'm not taking the heat. He can take the responsibility. He screwed up, not me. The supervisor wanted his workers to take the heat for the company's losses. He tried to shift the blame to the workers. The workers did not end up taking the heat for the company's poor performance and the supervisor got the sack. Get the sack means you're fired. Kind of like a very Irish term, maybe British term as well, but to get the sack. S-A-C-K. So have you ever been in a situation where someone tried to unfairly get you to take the heat? Have you ever taken the heat for someone because you knew that you wouldn't get in as much trouble as they would? It's a very interesting one. You know, if you got a very loyal friend or something, you might need to take the heat for them or vice versa. I'm not taking the heat for you. You got yourself into this situation. Now get yourself out. So take the heat is to accept the responsibility and the consequences for something bad that happened. It's never positive. All right, the next idiom, number three. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. If you can't handle the pressure or difficulties of a situation, it is better to remove yourself from it. So how do we use this idiom? If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Honestly, if you say this to a person, it's pretty demeaning, belittling, belittling, insulting to the person. You might say it about a person, but rarely to a person's face. Don't persist with a task if the pressure of it is too much for you. You know, if you're unable to cope with something, you're unable to take the heat. And you should leave the work for someone who can. You should leave the kitchen. Maybe you're in over your head. Maybe you took on too much. And there's way too much pressure and you are unable to function properly. You're unable to do all the work that is expected of you. To be honest, if you can self-identify that you're unable to stand the heat and you need to get out of the kitchen, that is far better than trying to take the heat 
and failing miserably. So it's a very interesting one. You know, there, is t- there have been times when I was unable to take the heat. So I would have left the kitchen or I was unable to stand the heat. And if I'm unable to stand the heat, I will either get help from a friend or I will leave the kitchen. It's very, very simple. It's all figurative, of course. There is no actual kitchen. However, the phrase can also be used by dickheads to justify being mean to a person. You know, I've had friends work in toxic office environments where the boss would say shit like this in an attempt to get people to work harder. But like, depending on the field, it might not go down so well. Hey, how's the new guy doing? He looks a little scared and unsure of himself. Well, you know what they say. If he can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. I don't think he'll be here for long. Let's put more pressure on him so he quits. Like, that's obviously negative. But it also gives you an opportunity to help that person, perhaps. But all you need to know is, if you hear, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. It just means, if you can't handle the pressure, get the fuck out of here, essentially. Alright, idiom number four. To add fuel to that fire. And that is to make a situation worse by saying or doing something that increases conflict or tension. You should try to de-escalate a situation. But if you add fuel to the fire, you are not de-escalating, you are escalating a situation. How are you able to add fuel to a fire? Well, you can say calm down to a person who is angry. The easiest way to uh, add fuel to a fire. Ronan added fuel to the fire when he asked his wife if she was on her period. Yep. That's going to sting for a while. She punched him in the face in the heat of the moment, but to be honest, it was pretty justified. So don't ever say that to a person. But if you add fuel to the fire, you're making a situation worse. You can do it by saying something. You can do it by doing something. Many ways that you can add fuel to the fire. All right, the next idiom. Turn up the heat. Turn up the heat, baby. And that means to increase pressure or focus on a situation or an issue. You know, it was really funny when um, I'm a big fan of rugby and sometimes rugby teams play in other countries to try and promote the game. And I was watching the game between Ireland and New Zealand and it was in the USA and the US commentators were very different to Irish commentators. And they used phrases like, turn up the heat. And they would mention some Irish players. Or like, there's Robbie Henshaw. He's a guy who can turn up the heat. There's Sean O'Brien. He can bring the heat at a moment's notice. And so it's a very American idiom, this one. To turn up or to bring the heat. And that just means that you are going to increase pressure. Think about sports. You know, if you're in a sporting game and then one team has a lot of pressure and then they start adding more and more and more pressure on a situation, they're turning up the heat. It could be used in a war, for instance. If one country is beating another country and then they start to pile on more and more and more pressure, they are turning up the heat in that situation. Turn up the heat, finish them off right now. People might use it in the office or something. Personally, I don't use that kind of jargon in the office. I prefer to use it in the sports field or something. All right, another idiom. 
to beat the heat. And if you want to beat the heat, you want to find a way to stay cool and comfortable during hot weather. When I wrote this podcast, it was 41 degrees Celsius and I needed ways to beat the heat. I could jump in a lake to beat the heat. I could live in a lake to beat the heat. I could move into my fridge or my freezer, eat ice cream, sit beside the air conditioner in your house, sit in your car with the AC turned on full, move to Ireland, go to the top of a mountain to try and beat the heat. Many ways to beat the heat. Wherever you live, what are some ways people beat the heat? I remember when I was in Spain as a kid, like in southern Spain, and all the houses were white. And, you know, that was a strange thing for us. But I think it was because it would reflect the sun or something like that. So it was a nice way to beat the heat. And then I stayed in like a hostel in Seville. Sevilla. God, I love that town. Absolutely love that city. So much fun. I can't wait to go back. I really am longing to go back to Spain. But I remember being in Sevilla and I stayed in the Garden Backpacker Hostel. Love it. Great place. Got a bunch of sangria for free. Lovely time. And paella. Good food. And it was all tiled on the inside. And outside it was like 50 degrees or something like that. But inside it was nice and cool. You know, it was really, really good. All right. The next idiom is in hot water. And if you're in hot water, you're in trouble or you're facing difficulties for something that you did. He got landed in hot water. He is in hot water. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself in hot water very, very soon. His girlfriend looked at his messages and now he's in hot water. He's in boiling water right now. She landed herself in hot water when she told her boss to fuck off in the heat of the moment. She's probably going to get fired. Have you ever landed yourself in hot water? The former president is once again in hot water due to their crimes. However, because they're rich, corrupt and white, they probably will not get in any trouble. The famed author is once again in hot water due to her beliefs about gender. So you can find yourself in hot water, you can land yourself in hot water and you can just be in hot water. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself in hot water. If you're not careful, you're going to land yourself in hot water one of these days. So there's a few collocations for in hot water. Write them down. All right, the next idiom. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. And that's when you go from a difficult or challenging situation to an even worse one. Like, let's imagine that you're driving your car. You've had a few drinks. The police officer pulls you over for speeding. You're out of the frying pan and you're going to be in the fire as soon as they talk to you because they can smell the alcohol on your breath. Or maybe the police officer is talking to you and you say something stupid to the police officer. You're out of the frying pan and into the fire. It's very similar to like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. You're in a bad situation and it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. Now, at the start of this podcast, I asked you about sweating buckets. And you know, sweating buckets is one I've spoken about on Instagram. I've probably spoken about it on this before. But if you're sweating buckets, you're sweating a lot. 
after a run or exercise, you might be sweating buckets. When it's 41 degrees, you might be sweating buckets. If you're driving on a very hot day and you don't have AC, you could be sweating buckets. But then I asked you, what does sweating bullets mean? I was sweating buckets after the hike, but I was sweating bullets when blah, blah, blah. And if you're sweating bullets, you are extremely nervous or anxious about something, usually in a very, very high pressure situation. It's very, very different to sweating buckets. Sweating buckets is sweat, like literal sweat. Sweating bullets, you're nervous or anxious. I started sweating bullets when my wife was looking at my emails. He came home and saw his wife looking at his laptop. He started sweating bullets immediately. My boss called me into her office. I was sweating bullets all day. Or, you know, maybe you're, you arrive to work first thing in the morning. And the boss says, hey, Ronan, uh, call to my office at 3 p.m. today. We need to talk about something. I'll be sweating bullets all freaking day in that situation. How was he not sweating bullets in that game? Oh my God, it was so tense. I was sweating bullets before my interview. Thankfully, it went okay. You know, if you're a gambler, you might sweat bullets when watching sport or whatever. Like if you bet on something. Do you know anyone that gambles? It's a very addictive thing. Personally, I'm not a fan of gambling. But if you gamble, you will sweat bullets when you're watching a game. The Rugby World Cup starts this week. And I swear to God, I am going to be sweating bullets watching Ireland play. This is like the one sport I might actually sweat bullets for. I really want Ireland to win. Like win the entire fucking thing. We have the best team in the world right now. The best team in Irish history. We're not favourites, but we have an unbelievable team. And I swear, watching the games with Ireland is going to be absolutely nail-biting. I'm going to be sweating buckets watching the World Cup this year. So sweating our, I'm going to be sweating bullets watching the World Cup this year. If you're sweating bullets, you're nervous or anxious, usually in a high-pressure situation. Okay, folks, not too many more to go. Don't worry. The next idiom is to throw cold water on something. If you throw cold water on something, you are dampening enthusiasm for something. You are discouraging it. He threw cold water on my birthday plan. What a douche. I was super excited about it. And then he poured cold water all over it. We were all having fun and then she arrived with a newborn kid who did not stop crying. Why the fuck did she bring a baby to a house party? Talk about throwing cold water on a great situation. You know, if a person throws cold water on something, they're making it less fun. They are a party pooper. They are a wet blanket. They're no fun. A buzzkill. A down buzz. Those are some good ways to describe people who end fun. I know this is not directly related to heat, but cold water, heat, you kind of see the connection, right? But those uh, those nouns for talking about people who kill fun, number one, a party pooper. 
Number two, a wet blanket. Three, a buzz kill. Four, a down buzz. And five, a kill joy. And they're great ways to talk about people who ruin fun. All right, the next idiom. I think we only have like two or three left, folks. Hot under the collar. This one has many meanings, many, many meanings. And the first meaning is to be angry or agitated. You know, usually due to embarrassment or irritation. When I suggested my boss was mistaken, he got hot under the collar and got really defensive. If you get hot under the collar easily, maybe you should consider a different career. The actor got hot under the collar when the reporter asked him about his extramarital affairs. Ryan Tuberty is probably feeling hot under the collar these days. Who is Ryan Tuberty? He's an Irish TV presenter who it turns out has been getting overpaid by a lot of money for the last couple of years. Now he's paid by the taxpayer. So him getting overpaid means he's taking extra money from taxpayers' pockets, which is a big no-no. This story broke in the middle of the summer. Uh, I haven't really kept up with it, but when I wrote the podcast, it was like a big news in Ireland. And I bet he was hot under the collar. I bet he was agitated. I bet he was unable to relax because everyone was talking about him and his personal finances. If you Google his name, Ryan Tubridy, you'll find everything out there. Trump, I bet you know who he is, probably more international than Ryan Tubridy. Trump is probably feeling hot under the collar these days. He's probably feeling agitated because he's been indicted again. He was convicted of a felony and he's going to have to go to court. He is probably feeling hot under the collar. Now, I mentioned how there are two meanings to this. The first meaning is to be agitated or angry. The second meaning of hot under the collar is to be horny. Yeah, you heard me. To be turned on, to be frisky, to be horny. Wow, seeing his topless picture is making me a bit hot under the collar. That chick is pure eye candy. I always get hot under the collar when I see her. So if a person is horny, they're hot under the collar or... They're hot and bothered. And that's another idiom. Hot and bothered. We're going to finish with this idiom. Hot and bothered is like more than horny. It's so horny you're unable to think straight. You're unable to think clearly. Oh, my my wife got me all hot and bothered before I left for work. It's not fair. You know, if you were not so hot and bothered all the time, you'd be able to pay attention to your tasks. Get your mind out of the gutter and stop being so hot and bothered. She just smiled at you. Get over it. Whew, I saw him splitting wood and boy oh boy did I get all hot and bothered. I could watch him split wood all day. Split wood. I'm literally talking about splitting wood folks. Like a lumberjack. You know if you have a fireplace and you have an axe you need wood. So you got to split wood. There you go. That's what I mean by that. No other no other meaning to splitting wood right now. But course there is it's English he was hot and bothered and as a result he wasn't thinking clearly and crashed his car 
Oh, that new colleague has got me all hot and bothered. I can't concentrate when she's around. I hope I don't get fired. Is it just me? Or is he flirting with me? I'm all hot and bothered. You know, if you get hot and bothered with, for example, a server in a restaurant, I got bad news for you, folks. They're probably not into you. It's probably going nowhere. It's probably not real. So do not get hot and bothered with someone who's working. All right? But now you know that hot and bothered and hot under the collar both mean to be turned on or to be horny. And they also mean to be frustrated, embarrassed or angry. So hot and bothered, hot under the collar, they both mean the exact same things. And they both have two different meanings. So like, imagine you're given a speech. And you arrive to give your speech about one minute before you're due to go on stage in front of 200 people. You were delayed like due to traffic or something. You're sweating. You're uncomfortable. You don't have time to compose yourself. You don't have time to properly prepare to calm down. Your heart is beating fast. You literally are sweating. You're sweating bullets. You may be hot and bothered. You may be agitated. You may not perform to the best of your ability. That's the first meme. Now imagine you're watching a movie with a bunch of sex scenes in it and you are like really attracted to one or more of the actors in the movie. You might start to get a little hot and bothered. You may start to get a little turned on and depending who you're with that could be incredibly awkward. You know if you're with your partner that's okay but not if you're with your parents. If you're with your parents that's not gonna be good. So just be careful when using this phrase, but now you know, hot and bothered, hot under the collar. Okay, I said, I said, I said those were going to be the last ones, but this is the last one. In heat. The absolute last one, to be in heat. And this is referring to a female mammal. And when a female mammal is in a stage of sexual excitement, she is in heat. In heat is in a state of sexual excitement immediately preceding ovulation. For example, our cat is in heat, so we have to keep her inside. We do not want her to get knocked up again. This expression applies to most female mammals and indicates the period when an animal is fertile and most receptive to mating. Moose go into heat for about 22 or 28 days. If not bred, moose can have up to six reoccurring heat or estrus cycles. The period of heat when a female will accept the male is short, lasting from about 1 to 36 hours. There's a very, very short window when the male moose can actually get laid. The period for moose is often called the rut. Now I've done a podcast about moose before. You should absolutely give it a listen. It was one of the Canadian wildlife episodes. Fascinating animal, the moose. When the female moose or the cows are in heat, the male mooses go fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. The male moose or the bulls will fight each other to see you guys have sex with the cows. Mating or the rut usually begins by like the third week in September. And 
98% of cows observed over a 12-year period mated just one time a year with only one bull. In contrast, bulls, or male moose, will mate or could mate up with 25 different cows each year if they can fight off challengers. So you have to understand, the moose, like the bulls, will have a bunch of cows around them and they would ride each of them. They'd have sex with each of those ones. However, if a young bull comes along, they will often fight, sometimes to the death, usually not, but it can happen, and then they'll take over that uh, that group of moose, for instance. Nature is fucking metal. So if you got a female friend who's incredibly horny, you can ask them if they're in heat. But I warn you, this is only for people you know very well. If you say this to a stranger, you are absolutely and deservedly going to get smacked in the face. So just remember that. Well, folks... I think that is it for now. You know, with these idioms here, you might not actually use them yourself, but you will hear people say them. People often use idioms in a very figurative way. That's the whole idea of idioms. And screw anyone who says you don't need to learn idioms. Yes, you fucking do. You absolutely have to. You know, if someone says, oh, I did it in the heat of the moment. Now you know that they weren't thinking straight when they said it. I can't think of a time when I ever said I wasn't thinking straight. Like any time I've told my friends about my bike accident where that girl cleaned me, I always say, man, in the heat of the moment, I was screaming my lungs off at this girl. Screaming my lungs off. There's another freaking idiom for shouting loudly. So it's very important that you understand what these idioms mean and like when to use them. The last thing I will say, there is a movie called Heat. It was released in 1995. It was directed by Michael Mann. It has Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, and I swear to God, it is like the most 90s movie ever. I strongly recommend you watch that movie. It is a crime drama. And it's like about a bunch of detectives who are trying to catch a bunch of thieves. And it is just absolutely wonderful. So do yourself a favor. Go watch the movie Heat from 1995 and revise some of those idioms. What were the idioms? In heat, hot and bothered, hot under the collar. The other ones were to throw cold water on something, to be sweating bullets or sweating buckets, two very different ones. Out of the frying pan, into the fire, in hot water, to land yourself in hot water, to find yourself in hot water, to be in hot water, to beat the heat, to turn up the heat or to bring the heat. To add fuel to the fire. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. And to take the heat. And the very first one that we spoke about was in the heat of the moment. Folks, my name is Ronan. This is the Little Seal English Podcast. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. And stay tuned because I have a very, very special gift for you coming very, very soon. I will probably talk about it in the next podcast. Folks, you're wonderful. You're amazing. Have a great freaking day. Bye for now.